everybody. Hello. Hi. It is two o'clock on a Friday afternoon or whatever time you're listening to this, which means it is time for another kick-ass career conversation. I am Kim. I'm Louise. And we have Heather with us today. Yep. And I'm Heather. <laughs> Yay. We're excited to have Heather here with us, and we will let you learn all about Heather in just a little bit. But we want to start this week off like we start off every week. What are we celebrating this week? I love that question. Uh, you know, Heather and I were talking backstage. Kim, you weren't even there yet. And we we're just mm -hmm. talking about, right, like connections and, and making friends and how as adults sometimes it kind of gets really hard. We don't have that space as kids sometimes to be able to connect and play and get to know each other. Um, and so I'm really celebrating like this opportunity to connect and make new friends. Um, our podcast is a great place for us to do that, um, to get to know other people. And we connected with a dear, dear friend earlier this week. And it was just so nice to be able to just like step out of all of that stuff and take the time to connect and be there for each other, even though it might not be, you know, every moment of every day. Um, it was still really nice. I'm, I'm, I think I'm celebrating friends new and old and near and far today. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Heather, how about you? What are you celebrating? A lot of the same stuff. My One of my brothers and his wife and their two younger kids just moved back to the Chicago area after over 20 years of being in Texas. And I have two little nephews. One of them's five and he loves Legos and I love Legos. So um, I just bought a Lego set for us to build together, which is super exciting. So I can't wait for them to come over so we can do that. Aww. Who doesn't love Legos? <laughs> my brother. Um, okay, never mind. So all the Legos stay at my house. <laughs> Izzy and I were shopping last weekend and um, we were looking for some, some new shoes because we have an event coming up and we needed some new shoes to go with our new outfits. And um, I was really struggling to find any shoes that like they were either a gazillion dollars and totally not worth it or they weren't a gazillion dollars and they were ugly so i was like well i don't understand this so i was really struggling with finding some shoes so we passed the lego store i'm like let's just go build some ourselves <laughs> <laughs> legos they're everywhere Thanks. um it connections are pretty cool um, connections definitely are something to be celebrated i mean heather and i um originally met years ago um at a mom's demand action like she came to my i didn't know her she came to my house we made yes. posters together and look at it i mean how many years ago was and that here we are. i it was a lot of years ago i want to say like close to seven i i think so and then we went on to march in a couple of fourth of july parades together yeah 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 so and here we are and here we are and yeah. um it, yeah, connection is definitely something to be celebrating. And um, yeah, what I'm looking forward to this weekend is more connections, is to be celebrating um, my best friend's um, daughter's bat mitzvah and to be um, diving fully into having the ability to nurture those connections in all the different ways, whether it's in person, whether it's virtually, um, whether it's sending texts or uh, I actually did some old school phone calls this week. Love it. What? 
love it. What's next? Writing? Writing? (laughs) That's crazy talk. (laughs) I leave my teenage daughter post-its. Well, those I do. Dishwasher and litter boxes. Love mom. Yeah. (laughs) Those I do. I will say that like the other than thank you notes, because I will handwrite a thank you note or I handwrite a birthday card or something like that or anniversary mm-hmm. card. But other than cards and post-it notes for loved ones around the house, um, like a written letter. Like when is the last time you wrote a letter? Probably what? back when I was in college. See, I have a girlfriend who that's how we communicate. Um, old school. Oh, wow. uh, sometimes it's... Uh, it's a it's a letter from in an envelope that's like like ripped from a notebook, um, and I can tell she just had a few minutes to scribble something down. Uh, sometimes it's ten pages of handwriting and storytelling, and I love that because that is how we have stayed connected over the years, um, and it is pretty cool um, to have that. And to get something other than junk mail in your mailbox, that's <laughs> really cool. Like junk mail or bill. I know. I know. So, yeah. Aw. All right. Well, Heather, I'm going to let the world know a little bit more about you, and then we'll dive into this conversation. All right. Here we go. All right. So, Heather is a condo association property manager with NS Management in Skokie, Illinois. Her connection to condo association dynamics is both personal and professional, as she lives in a condo herself and has served as both her association's board secretary and board president. As a creative thinker, she sees possibilities where others see problems. Heather's energetic, patient, and solutions-oriented approach has led to a broad skill set applicable to property management. Heather's journey to NS has spanned several industries and roles. She has worked as a legal assistant and law firm librarian in small business retail and most recently as an office manager of a local co-working space, of which I got to do one of our episodes from, so it was pretty cool. Yes, that's true. That's true. That was super fun. No, it's fun. (laughs) Heather holds a BA of Comparative Literature from Wittenberg University and an MS of Library and Information Science from Dominican University. In her free time, she's an active volunteer who enjoys spending time with friends and family, walking at the lakefront, and trying new recipes. Heather, we are so glad you're here. I was so, so, so excited that you asked me to do this episode in particular. Um, Kim and I have had many, many, many hours of conversation over our friendship about how do you stay true to yourself and how do you keep yourself aligned with your values and still keep the lights on at the same time? Like, how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's tough stuff. And yeah. um and I feel like it's it's a trait that's inherent in a lot of us Gen Xers. You know, like we we want that's what having it all looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much sacrificing one thing for the other, but how do we have the most of what we want and do the least of what we don't want? And um, I personally have found that staying true to myself is the best way to do that. Yeah. Has that been kind yeah. of that guiding? Do you feel like that's been the guiding kind of principle through your like career journey? Because like 
your career journey is yeah. a little bit of a crayon scribble, kind of here, <laughs> where, and everywhere. It's kind of not like an interview kind of thing. Um, yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And Louise, when I, I was laid off from my previous job in April, and um, I hired my friend Victoria to write my resume. I was like, this is beyond me. I have done so many things, and I want to do so many more other things. Where do I even start? How do I figure out who I'm targeting? How do I figure out how to tell my story? And my friend Victoria was like, I got this. Don't worry. We're just going to talk about what you like and what's important to you. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. (laughs) I really didn't think that there was any way that it was all going to come together, but it did. And, um, And she helped me figure things out about my story that I hadn't been connected before, which was really exciting. And at the net of it, yes, all every decision that I've made about my career journey has been moving from one thing to the next. And how do I how do I go from Kirkland and Ellis as a legal assistant and have more of what I want and less of what I don't always trying to go to that place of like how do I feel good about what I'm doing and keep the lights on yeah yeah that drive towards towards more and more isn't always like more money or more right it's it's about taking that time to align with your values right and say where is where is this pointing me now um, what's the reading on the compass? And it, it's not always forward. Sometimes it's, it's sideways. Yeah. And a couple times it even took me backwards. So, <laughs> and, and that's all valid, right? Because it's all part of the journey and it doesn't have to be a linear situation. Um, but yeah, when you have a master's degree and you're working in a family-owned shoe store, you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, like, they were good shoes. <laughs> they were good shoes. <laughs> and what I was doing was giving myself the gift of the flexibility, having an elementary school child, being a divorced parent, and... I got to go on field trips. I got to take my kid to school every day and pick her up every day. And so, yeah, I think having more sometimes to the outside world in a male dominated space doesn't necessarily look like more, but the intrinsic value of more, I think is really what has guided me through everything that I've chosen to do. Well, it's, it's understanding your your own unique GPS system, right? That's what totally. we've talked about so many times in terms of understanding our values, understanding what it is that we want. And that changes and fluctuates in the different seasons of our lives, right? Just in 100%. the time that I've known you, things have changed. Yes, yes. Major changes, yeah. 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 And so having that flexibility and understood in ourselves, not just about the flexibility of time, but having that yeah. flexibility in ourselves to say, oh, that's where I was on this part of my journey. Then I'm in a different place now. I have different needs, different wants, different desires. How do I 
to use your words, how do I bring more of that to me and release that that's no longer serving me? So mm -hmm. I'm curious for you, like, and I, I know a little bit because we've had these conversations, but I'd love if you would share a little bit of how do you actually identify that for yourself? What has been the trick that you've used over the years or tricks that you've used over the years? Yeah. I really value the, the quietness of mind when I get home from work. I want to feel like I've done some good in the world and now I have time to give more to other people and give more to myself. Um, I don't know, it's a hard, it's a really good question because it's hard to answer. <laughs> yeah. So that, that mind, that, that quietness of mind. Um, and so in, in, just in conversations that I know that you and I have had again, it's, um, so I'm going to pull some of this out of you a little bit. It's yeah. That, that would be super helpful. Thank you. No worries. So <laughs> that like, when you know, when you have that gut feeling mm -hmm. that this, I want more of this, this is what I need more of. What does that actually feel like for you? It feels like, it feels like an exhale. It feels like coming home to your house right after you've done a deep clean and everything is in its place and everything feels spacious. It, it feels like, it feels like a warm summer day like just soft and easy and um, like making decisions is effortless. You just, you don't have to overthink anything. You just feel like, oh, this feels good. This feels like a, a comforting place to be. So on the flip side, right? When you've had mm -hmm. those times where things are not in alignment, where you're like, yeah, Ooh, I don't want more of this. How does that then? How do you experience that? Differently? It feels like a turtleneck that you can't take off. It feels like an itchy shirt or a sock that has a hole in it, and or one of those footies that keeps slipping down under your heel, and oh. you just can't. Yeah, just like something's off, or like the tag, and you're like, oh my god, like I can't, or too much noise, or yeah, it it feels like overstimulation like everyone's talking and you feel touched out and then something's on fire and you're like, that's it. I give up. Yeah. And like an inability to make decisions. Like you just can't, you can't figure out what to make for dinner. You can't figure out what you want to wear to work. You can't figure out what book you want to read. It's like, there's just so much going on that you can't, you can't make any choices. Yeah. Well, I, I love, I love that analogy of the sweater because it is <laughs> it all the time, all the time. Cause sometimes we, we, we put on this sweater cause we think it, there's this career or this job that's just going to like fit us. Like there's no tomorrow, right. It's just going to like right. shine, shine. And we're going to look awesome in this. And like, there it is hanging in the store window. And you're like, yeah, I got to get me that sweater. And you go in and you put it on and you're like, Oh, um, yeah. No, but it's like, but no, no, like it looks really yeah. good. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like, no, like pay attention to how it feels and how you feel in it. 
Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and really, right. Like it's more sometimes than just the tag. It's like, is this the wrong size? Like the wrong color? You look at yourself in the mirror and you're, you, sometimes you don't even recognize yourself. It's like, well, who am I in this sweater? That's not at all what I imagined to be. Yeah. And I don't know if either of you have had this carrying on with that analogy. I don't know if you've had the experience of thinking, well, what if I picked a different bra? What if I, what do I need to change about myself mm -hmm. for this dress or this sweater to really look as awesome as it looked on the hanger? Mm -hmm. And I have been in, like, I've, I've done that dance. I have tried to change things about myself a couple of times and it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And then I'm pulling it and I'm, you know, it just, it doesn't fit. And I think, okay, Heather, stop. Just stop. This isn't working. Figure out, figure out what's going to feel good. Can you feel good in this situation? And if you can't feel good in this situation, then what are you going to do to get out of it? And what are you going to do to find whatever's next that is going to feel good? How can you make different decisions next time so that you can try and avoid feeling that tight turtleneck situation? Yeah. I love what you said there because sometimes we, we get to this place of how, how do I make this sweater fit better? What do I yeah. have to do? How do yeah. I fit in the sweater? And and it never does it cross our minds to say, like, this is the wrong freaking sweater. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I take the sweater off and let somebody else wear that sweater. Maybe yeah. I leave it behind for someone else to find and put it on and say, This is perfect. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's it's yeah. not always so I did actually literally have this happen to me this past weekend when I was trying to um, shop for right this upcoming event. And I was trying on outfit after outfit after outfit. And I got more and more pissed off that the clothes that are hanging on the rack were not created for my body type. And right. It's, yes. it pisses and it's like, and the clothes that are created for my body type, not cute. I don't find them cute at all. Yeah. And it, I was getting angrier and angrier and angrier and, you know, F the patriarchy and like <laughs> really to tear it all down and, and got really cranky and, you know, poor 13 year old kiddo is coming along for the ride and she's like, it'll be okay, mama. And I'm like, no, it's not okay because I shouldn't have to conform they should be able to create something that meets my needs. And so to have that flip where like my, because it had been for years, I'd blame myself. I'd lambast myself yes. to say, there's something wrong with me. So while this is very literal about clothing in this story, it's mm -hmm. also absolutely the metaphor, right? I've had jobs. I've had clients that don't fit. They don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I blame myself versus saying, oh, that's not actually, not only not meant for me, but it's, it is for my well-being to step away from that and to figure out another way for me. And it's, it is, it's really hard for us to get to that place. 
of understanding that we don't have to blame ourselves and we don't have to necessarily say F the patriarchy. Well, you know, you're welcome to at any point in my vicinity, but it's that, it's that opportunity to say, to just let it be, just accept yeah. and let it be, and then move on to find what is right for ourselves. But it's, it feels very emotionally charged. It does. And my upstairs neighbor and I were just talking about that yesterday afternoon. And as women, it can be such a challenge to not only trust ourselves enough to know what's right for us, but then to give ourselves permission to make that radical move and do the thing that we've been brave enough to admit to ourselves is what we need. And it's so, it's so exciting to me. Every time I see a woman do something that's right for her, I, it just, it lights me up inside and it makes me so excited and happy. I'm like, yes, because I know how hard it is and how much effort it takes to do those things sometimes. And when everything's going well, it feels easy. But when you're in the space of the tight sweater, like that's, that's huge to take the sweater off. Just getting, starting to ease your arm out is, you know, that's, that's audacious. It's radical. Absolutely. It is. It's totally it, radical. Yeah. Right. It's radical acceptance of ourselves mm -hmm. allows us to move into those spaces, whether they exist yet or not. And that's the other thing is very often I feel like when we get to this place of, OK, now I've identified this is not for me. Mm -hmm. How do we identify what is for us, especially if it's not directly in front of us? Yes, that has, you just described the majority of my career journey, Kim. Mine too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. When I was working at Kirkland and Ellis, I knew I loved researching. I loved the intellectual aspect of my job. I did not like a lot of other things about law firm culture, but I knew what I liked. And my mentor and one of my friends in the same week said, Heather, you should really think about going to library school. I was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. What would I have to do to do that? So I started taking classes at night, just one at a time. And um, I quit Kirkland and Ellis and went to Northwestern University and worked in their library while I was still taking classes at Dominican. And when I handed in my res resignation, the head of the legal assistant program said, well, why are you leaving? Is it money? Can we offer you more money? I said, <laughs> no, Mike, I'm taking a 50% pay cut to take this job. He said, well, why are you leaving? I said, because I need an employer with the word library in it so that I can do what's next next. So this is just a temporary move. I'm leaving this job and jumping off a cliff because I'm creating the future for myself. I have no idea what's out there, but I, I have to find it. And um, I went on to specialize in business and legal reference and jumped off another cliff and, 
got a job as the business librarian slash assistant librarian for Claus and Miller, which is a small insurance law firm. Mm -hmm. And um, and then after a couple of years, I realized that I was helping insurance companies not pay victims of Hurricane Katrina. And I was pregnant with my daughter and I, it felt so icky. And I thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? And the last couple of weeks of my maternity leave, I could not stop crying. It was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't go back there and do what I'm doing. Even though the work I do, I love, the impact of this work is completely contrary to everything I believe in. So um, my then husband said, you know what? You're the best researcher I've ever met. If you hate it as much on Friday as you do on Monday, I'll help you write your resignation letter. And I was like, who are you and what have you done with my husband? <laughs> but that's what I did. And um, I had no idea what I was going to do. None. Um, but I started a business to business consulting company doing what's now called competitive intelligence. And, um, I was in growth mode when the recession hit and I was like, okay, I just lost all my clients and now I'm getting divorced. So let's start again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I lived off savings for a couple of years. I was very fortunate to have been able to do that. And then I started working in a shoe store, and that's when I met Kim. Just on a whim, I was like, you know what? It's time to do something new. I want to get involved with a new cause, a new group of people. I need to start branching out again. Um, so that's how I met Kim. And our friendship has sparked so many cool conversations and ideas about possibilities and how you figure out what you want to do. And um, the shoe store closed and my former boss poached me. She's like, hey, Heather, I need someone to be the face of my Evanston office. And I know you love community building. I said, yeah. She said, well, what do you want to do? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But I know I want to work for a woman. I know I want to do more community building, more um, engaging of people and ideas. And I know I don't want to work with the general public anymore. <laughs> she's like, well, give me a call. So I did. And we had a great interview and I had a great four years there. And then I decided it was time to jump off another cliff. <laughs> And I was talking to the community association manager for my condo building and said, how did you get into property management? And she said, I just started working admin. And then opportunities arose and I moved into what I'm doing. And so I cold emailed the owner of this company. There were no openings listed, nothing. I just emailed him and said, hi, my name's Heather. I live blah, blah, blah. Here's my resume. Here's a written letter of reference from my previous employer. Please let me know if you have any opportunities. I thought, you know, this is what mediocre white men do all the time. So 
I'm going to move through the world like a mediocre white man and see how that works out for me. <laughs> and Pretty it amazing. Was, yeah. Within six weeks, I started the job. I've been here for about four months and I absolutely love it. It is Mach 3 with my hair on fire every day. And I'm solving problems that help people live better lives. I'm scheduling testing and inspections that help buildings stay compliant with codes. And it feels really good. And I'm keeping the lights on. So that's that's how I got where I am. Talk about crafting your career. Right? That's what we talk about all the time here. Thank you oh. for the perfect example. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Like, you and I can actually say now, like, listen to episode 77 with Heather, because she's going to tell you how it works. Right. And that when you use your roadmap, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to know exactly the details of what it is that you want. What you have to know is that, that what do you want more of? What do you yeah. want to have more of yeah. into your day, into your life? And, and as you keep asking yourself that question and this to, to make that connection, like out of the blue to cold email to say like, Hey, this sounds like a pretty, it, it could be a pretty unique opportunity. Like why the heck mm -hmm. not? We have yeah. nothing to lose than to exactly. just say, Hey, this is who I am. And this is what I'm looking for. I solve problems. You got a problem that I can solve? Yeah, I felt like vanilla ice. Yo, you got a problem? I'll fix it. <laughs> Which is different than you're feeling like Taylor Swift. Hi, I'm the pro. It's me. I'm the 100%. 100%. We've all had days where it's one or the other. <laughs> But I love that. Analogy. And I, I think yeah. another thing, too, that I love about your story, Heather, is that, uh, like, I think in, in the last 10 minutes, you said how many times you jumped off a cliff, right? Yes. And you know, right, that it's yeah. not like death. There, you, no broken arms. There was no blood. Mm -hmm. There was like, okay. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a leap. I'm going to see where it goes. Um, and, and over and over again, um, did it get easier to, to do that knowing that you did it before? No. <laughs> Love the honesty. No, every single time has been terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And I, I really keep thinking about my grandmothers who were both trailblazers and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who's a trailblazer and my mother who is a trailblazer. And one of my favorite things that Ruth Bader Ginsburg ever said was use your voice, even if it's shakes. And I thought like, I, I get shivers every time I think about that because you don't have to be ready you don't have to know what's coming. And I think this is where the community aspect comes into. I, it was like a trust fall. I jumped off the cliff knowing that I had a community of friends and family who would be there to either celebrate with me or support me, no matter what. Either way, I, I knew that my friends and family 
accepted the aligned version of myself and that and trusted me to know what I was doing. And even if I was honest and said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just throwing darts at a board. I'm going to see what sticks. Let me get an offer first and then I'll figure out if it's really the right thing for me. Um, but this time was a little bit different because I wasn't in like a fire sale situation. Every other time I've been looking for a job, I've been, I haven't been as sure of myself. And that's what I think made the biggest difference this time. I'm older now. I'm in my mid forties. I know a lot more about myself. I know a lot more about what I'm willing to put up with and what I'm not. And that really, that level of trust in myself made the terrifying jump off the cliff a little less terrifying. I would say this was the easiest one, but it was not easy, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, leaning into the fear. I usually yeah. tells us where we need to go, right? Is that scary thing, whatever that thing is. But leaning in and, and trusting, yeah, my sign. <laughs> leaning in and, and trusting a little bit um, that the obstacle is the way, that that you are, uh, you have all of the things you need um, to build that plane on the way down. Like you've got it all. Yeah. Um, and, and, and believe and trust in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, what I hope to see is more women trusting themselves, more women finding that deep wellspring inside themselves to say, I'm enough exactly the way I am right in this moment. And my job is to listen to where that's pulling me to go. Where do I feel like my sweater fits? Where do I feel like I can breathe? And where do I feel like I have that community that's going to be authentically supportive? Where did you learn that? Hmm. I think through my friendships and modeling from other trailblazing women. And I've had lots of therapy. <laughs> yeah. And back, and like Louise said, you know, getting to that um, place where, you know, you have everything you need. I think that that part, that part definitely clicked in um, through therapy. I needed to hear that. I needed to really learn that lesson and understand that it's okay to trust myself and that I really do know more than I think I do. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Learning to trust ourselves and understanding that we do know more than we think we know is I, it, it absolutely, I mean, if there is one pervasive thread regardless of who I've worked with, whether it's an individual um, contributor, whether it's a business leader, whether it's a business owner, whether it's a micropreneur or you know, organizational leader for a large organization, um, that is the same thread. Like that exists 
everywhere. And it's so interesting because the, what is it about, this is the philosophical place my brain always wants to go to is what is it about humanity that means that we need to continue to learn that lesson? Yeah. 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 We have had such an amazing conversation from sweaters to, you know, F the patriarchy to lots of song lyrics today. And yeah, yeah. I mean, trust Paul did not go past me, you know, shout out to me, um, like all of the good stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I'd love to know what are our golden nuggets from today's conversation? What are those little takeaway moments that we want to put in our pocket and take with us? Um. I love the quote, right? Use your voice even if it shakes. Like, because oftentimes we just wait too long um, to for the right moment, the right time, the right place, the right person. We're just waiting for right. And we have that. And, and I think when we can find our voice uh, and just speak into it, um, your voice doesn't stay shaky very long. It's usually just those first notes, right? Um, yeah. And you find your way. Um, I love that. I love that reminder, right? Like we have to, we have to make a move before we're ready um, and, and trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say jump off that cliff, jump off the cliff. If you see a cliff, jump off. <laughs> like you Not literally because like, well, right. No, like that real, not for real. Don't do that. You'll die. But, <laughs> but like take the chance because sometimes the unknown if you stop if I stop and I take myself out of the driver's seat trying to make things happen that's when the really exciting things happen and um I keep having to learn that lesson so that's yeah, that's my takeaway to trust in the unknown. It's going to, what if it all works out? Yeah. Well, and mine couples that idea of, right, you don't have to be ready with where we started today, which was around connection and community. Because so often in this conversation, we've, we've touched on that. And, and Heather, in your stories of how important the connections and community around you have been to allowing you to find that trust within yourself so you can find the proverbial cliff to jump off of, um, right? And if you're into base jumping, find the real one, but do it safely, friends, um, right? Yes. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> um, so I, that's, that's that idea, right? Like do it before you're ready and understand that you have connections and community that can support you when it's scary and when you are shaky, like, we've got you. We're, we're holding that space for you. So. Yeah. Um, Heather, if people want to continue this conversation with you out in the world, woo, where can they find you? I am on LinkedIn. You can just search my name, Heather Battle. And um, I don't often post, but I do check it. So, um, and I love reading what my friends post. I post when I find something that I think is, you know, yeah, pertinent or whatever. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So find yeah. Heather over so on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. Perfect. And the link to that is also in our show notes so that you can find um, find her easily. Um, Louise, what do we have going on next week? Oh, next week is listening to your body with Keisha. Keisha? Keisha. Keisha. Um, I don't know Keisha. And I'm really looking forward to meeting her, having a great conversation um, about this topic. Uh, Kim and I, we we were just talking about this, mm -hmm. right? How you how how so much of who we are, so much of our information um, is in our bodies and we live in our heads. So how do we listen um, and, and get what we need um, from our bodies? So looking forward to that for sure. Absolutely. Same bat time, same bat channel, but just next week. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Heather, thanks so much for being here today. I hope you had a good time. Oh my gosh, Louise and Kim, I had so much fun. I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect. And I trusted both of you. And I'm so, so glad I did. It's all about the Thank trust you. Ball. This has been <laughs> it is. Trust ball, baby. That's right. Now we just need to get pink on like Adam Grant pink. Right. We're adding to the list okay. every week. Yep. 100%. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Heather, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, thank I look you. forward to continuing the conversation offline as well. All right, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.